I, uh, I want us to keep in the spirit because I believe that the Lord has put around us and called us into an ecclesia this evening. He's called us to legislate this evening. He's called us into the heavens to release his word in the land that will bear fruit. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be talking about the referendum, but I just want to say right at the outset uh, that you have freedom in the Lord to vote yes, if you believe that's the right thing. And you have freedom in the Lord to vote no, if you think that's the right thing. And tonight, it's a bigger thing. Referendum is a bigger thing. And when I ask the Lord, Lord, what do you think about the referendum? One of the things he said to me was, I have not come to take sides. I have come to take over. And so right now, right now, we invite you, Jesus, to take over. And in my heart this evening was the, just that phrase, spiritual union. Spiritual union. And I saw the thorns fall off the thistle. And there was oneness. The thorns fell off the rose and there was oneness. And there was a spirit of reconciliation released from the mouth of heaven over the nations in the United Kingdom and it starts with a beautiful nation of Scotland and the Lord says I've come to take over so I want to decree that in this season the spirit of reconciliation is going to be woven in the hearts and minds it's going to be woven and come out of the soul and the spirit in Scotland it's going to produce a healing where the thistle will not cut, but it will bless. And I want to speak over Scotland. Jesus is your kinsman redeemer. And I call Scotland to yield, like Ruth did, to yield and allow the Lord to put his blanket over you. calls you into union with him. When I asked the Lord, the next thing he said to me about referendum stuff was, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. stand by that is surrendering unto Caesar is make sure you vote you have a voice, use it but he says first render to God what is God's and that is your allegiance Scotland that is your allegiance to Christ and Christ alone give him your heart give him your spirit Allow your spirit to rule over your soul, your thoughts, your feelings, your passions. Allow his spirit to rule over you. And then vote in whatever way you feel led to vote. 
in 2012, beacons were lit around the coast and the bells were ringing. And we had prophetic words that say, when you see the fires around the coastland of the UK, when you hear the bells ringing, you will know that it's time. And that same year, the referendum was agreed. And then, just a few months later, Chuck Pierce came and he released the word to say, Scotland has transitioned. She is in a new place, the only nation, he said, that had transitioned. And even out there in the media, focus saying Scotland is awake. She has woken up. And they're describing that in the political arena, but I believe they're picking up what's happened in the spirit. She has transitioned. She is awake. She is rising up. she has a voice and a platform to be heard at last. And that's an incredible responsibility for her to carry because God has made Scotland with a redemptive gift of prophet. She is a prophet nation. She is the one that hears from the Lord first and responds and rises up and leads out. That's why she's an incredible entrepreneur, incredible pioneer. And she has that gifting of prophet. And God intends that gifting to be used to hear from heaven and release blessing over her nation and over the nations. That voice is intended by the Lord to be used to receive from heaven the next thing God wants model it, lead out in it, bless the nations for it. But in that is the responsibility. In this decision about independence or not, she has the opportunity to lead out. And other nations are looking at her. Other parts of Scotland are looking at her. If she says yes, the Orkneys, the Western Islands, that they're saying maybe we can have freedom too. Maybe we can have independence too. Catalonia in Spain is saying maybe we can rise up and have freedom too. In Italy, there are nations across within Europe that are saying if Scotland says yes, then we can go that way too. So I want to say that as you're thinking about the issues, there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture in that Scotland, where Scotland leads, others follow. And so what she does will not just affect her nation, Scotland. It will not just affect the UK, it will affect Europe. It will release something in the spirit. And we have to ask, is that what the Lord wants? As I've been reading through the Word of God and picking up principles to help me make a decision. One of the things that I've seen is the principle that sin separates and love binds together. And when I say all of this, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying the biblical principle that sin separates and love binds together. And you see it right at, right at the start in the Tower of Babel. The people were against God, and so he had to separate them. 
with Israel. He said, if you follow my ways, then you'll be blessed. If you don't, then you'll be separated, fragmented. And Israel, Rehoboam, Solomon's son, decided to go his own way. And so the nations, the 12 tribes were separated. So sin separates and love restores. So one of the questions I've been asking is, is the sin between Scotland and England, is the sin in the land at such a place that God has to judge by separation? Or is it not? And there's sin on both sides. There's sin in Westminster, there's sin in Hollywood, there's sin all over the place. But God has come to bring healing. He's come to restore all things. He's come to reconcile all things in Christ. And God is sovereign. He can do it either way. Again, I'm not making, I, this isn't political statements because he can use the decision that is made. We have to measure up what he's saying to us, what his heart is for the United Kingdom and for Scotland. <laughs> and I actually want to use that prophetic act to say that although the relationship might have broken down, it can be restored. That though things are falling apart, they can be put back together again. And we have to ask ourselves the question, what level of commitment is there to do that? And one of the questions I've been mulling over in my heart is, in the relationship between Scotland and England, is it a covenant relationship or is it a contract? Covenant is family. Contract is a business deal. When the Lord brought the nation together in 1603 under that one king, James VI of Scotland, James I of England, was it a, for a period of time as a business deal or was it a covenant? And when he brought the parliaments together, was it covenant, was it contract? Because the Lord treats these things differently. And in the Bible, we see how important covenant is to the Lord. And for sure, there are times when covenants get broken. And the Lord says that is enough and the covenant gets broken. But generally speaking in the word, in a covenant, you work things out. And in a contract, it has its time length, it expires and you move on. And so we have to ask ourselves and ask the Lord, Lord, are we in this in the UK as a covenant relationship amongst the nations or a contract? And then we have to look, if we're seeking God's will in all of this, to look at the prophetic words that have been released. And the great and long-standing one is Jean Donnell's word, isn't it? where she saw the fires and the lava and the flow, and it was coming down from the north, coming down from Scotland. It was coming down through England. It was coming out into the 
in nations of Europe, the rest of Europe. And uh, I believe we've seen the start of that happening. And so we have to ask ourselves, Lord, in our decision, in the decision Scotland is making, which, you know, will it help that flow? Will it hinder that flow? Will it help fulfill the prophetic words or will it hinder the prophetic words of the Lord? Because we want our nation to be aligned with heaven for the maximum flow of his blessing. And then when Ian came last year, Abby was sharing from Psalm 45, he came to release the three angels. He came to untie the chain from the unicorn, from mystery. And I believe in these days that there's a mystery of union that the Lord wants to bring between Scotland and himself. He loves this nation, and this nation has been a covenanted nation to the Lord in times past. I've been studying the covenanters in Esher and, the, and in other parts of Scotland, and they, it's a nation that is covenanted with God. And God doesn't just take that lightly, and he's after the heart of Scotland. And he last year released the chains from her, that the mystery might be released. And I believe that mystery has something to do with the mystical union between Christ and this nation. That others might see how a nation can prosper under the hand of the Lord. And the three angels were released, truth, humility, and righteousness. And I want to speak out, starting with truth. What is the truth? As we look at the referendum and all of the issues from a biblical point of view, to the best of my ability, what is the truth? And what I first see is the truth is that the nations belong to the Lord. That he has given the nations over to Jesus. Psalm 2, ask of me, says the Lord, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Jesus has been given the nations as his inheritance. And we're as his church called to steward that inheritance. He has been called to rule over the nations and he's coming back to do just that. Psalm 66 verse 7, he rules. God rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. And so he rules over the nations. He's watching the nations. And I just want to say, it doesn't matter if you think you're a secular nation. It doesn't matter if you have turned your back on Jesus. It doesn't change who rules. And it doesn't change how the kingdom works. And it doesn't change what is going to be released from heaven. And many are talking about what will make the nation prosperous. And I want to say the truth is that God and God alone causes the prosperity in a nation. His favor and his blessing are what cause a nation to prosper. And I believe that as a nation aligns themselves more and more with God's principles and values, that allows Jesus, who so wants to bless nations, for that blessing to flow. But prosperity comes from him. And, uh, you know, we, we saw that in the times of Israel with Ahab and Jezebel. That uh, at that time, their nation was an agricultural nation. But the Lord was not happy with the nation and the way it was being ruled. So he simply spoke his word 
through his prophet Elijah and he said no rain. And he shut down the rain over the nation for three years. And there was famine, there was economic disaster. Until Ahab just had some respect for God. And then the Lord said to Elijah, now bring the rain. And Elijah spoke the word, prayed it into being, and the rain came. So prosperity of a nation comes from God. And so we have to ask ourselves, what is the position in the United Kingdom? Are we a people who are under the judgment of God, close to the judgment of God, under the blessing of God? And the decision that we make, is that going to release more blessing from heaven? These are the things to be thinking about. And I see fruit in the land. I see God moving in the land. Personally, I don't think it's in a place of judgment. At this point in time, I believe God wants to pour out an incredible revival, incredible blessing that will bless many nations. So we have to ask ourselves, in our decision of what we vote, what will enhance that? What will open up the way for that? And what will block it? And truth is a funny thing, isn't it? Um, You know, there has been so much out there how many people are confused about all the statistics? How many people have heard we can, you know, we can just do anything being independent right there down to, you know, it's going to go really bad if you become independent. And, you know, I, I heard a very good definition of truthfulness um, from a guy called Barry Byrne, Love After Marriage Ministry. Truthfulness is honestly reporting to someone without skewing how you report it to put a positive or a negative slant on it. And uh, so we need to really have our ears open when we're listening. Because um, truth, yeah, I've looked around and I thought, man, who is not putting a skew on it? (laughs) And so we have to discern, we have to listen, we have to look. And I actually think that real truthfulness has to have an element of humility in it. So far that we've released humility. Oh, we release humility. We give humility the voice. Beautiful, gentle humility right now. And we say to be humble is not to be weak. To be humble is a sign of your strength and security. So I speak into the very soul of Scotland, be humble. I speak into the heart of England, be humble. Align yourselves. And I just call the angel humility to move, to bring the freedom to speak with truth. Humility. In James 4, it says, doesn't it, that uh, no man knows what the future holds. It says in that passage, you know, you can say next year we'll do this, 
yeah, when next year we'll do that, but nobody even knows what tomorrow will hold. So true humility says, this is a possible scenario, but it might not be like that. And so I just want to release that humility. There is such a difference when pride is taken out of the way. When boasting or overconfidence is taken out of the way. To me it feels like one of those thorns in the thistle that falls off. When humility comes. And Lord, we just want to release the necessary healing for that humility to fall in place. Over the UK, over Scotland, over England. So when we're looking at all of the facts and all of the figures, let us just know that none of it is the absolute truth. <laughs> that yes, folk will put their best case scenario, no folk will put their worst case scenario, and nobody knows. Nobody knows. And so in all of that, we can rejoice in the hope <laughs> We can rejoice in the aspirations, but we can have wisdom to say, but Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? Because prosperity comes from you. And allow our spirits to listen to the voice of the Lord, even amongst the clamor of all of the sound that's going out there in the media. And then the second day, third angel that was released was righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation. It says in Proverbs 14.34, but sin is a reproach to any people. And righteousness is living in the right way, caring about what God cares about. And so we have to ask, how are we doing as a nation in the area of righteousness? And I just want to focus this on, on Scotland because... The Lord has put the focus on Scotland with a referendum. So how are we doing in righteousness? And how are we doing about caring about what God cares about? And I actually believe that Scotland has a huge heart for family and for the poor. That is so precious in God's sight. So God cares about helping the poor and the widows and the orphans. And I believe that's so closely aligned with Scotland's heart. I love it. But there's other things too. There's even that one, that little one tucked away that many nations don't think about called Israel. And how do we as a nation view Israel? Because God is a covenant God. He cares about that nation. And so those nations who choose to align with him need to care about that nation too. That people group the Jews. And then God cares about the sanctity of life, all those sorts of issues that are being talked about even was it today, the whole euthanasia, assisted suicides, abortions, the whole caring about life. So all of these things, whatever the future in Scotland, we need to be looking into those and caring about them. But the one I want to focus on right now is even just the second commandment that Jesus gave, which is 
love your neighbor. Oh, here it's Scotland. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. Whether your neighbor is your spouse, whether your neighbor is down the road, a member of your family, whether your neighbor is a different region of Scotland, whether your neighbor is England, love your neighbor as yourself. In Psalm 133 says, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And I believe whatever, however it works out, that what God is after is unity. Unity between the nations. And how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. For there the Lord commands a blessing. So Scotland, if you want to be blessed, then seek unity. Within yourself and within the nation, seek unity. And that unity in Psalm 133 is described as life evermore. It really matters to Jesus how we treat each other. And I was just reading that Scotland has the worst adult mortality rates in Western Europe since the 1970s. Why is that? And is going independent going to help that? Is you know, more welfare going to actually help that? And in one measure it might, but why is that? Is it that God is hindered from blessing Scotland with life because she uses that beautiful prophetic gift to curse instead of bless? And you reap what you sow. It's another biblical principle there, isn't it? You reap what you sow. The power of life and death is in the tongue, it says in Proverbs 18.21. And uh, yeah, I'm involved in a lot of inner healing stuff, and so I, I've learned to listen. And as I've gone round and gone to different meetings, I've just listened. And I've heard the sound of bitterness. I've heard the sound of resentment. I've heard the sound even of hatred. I've also heard the sound of optimism. <laughs> but I've heard the cry for freedom. But I, the huge one for me has been so much of resentment. And you know, Westminster this, and, and, and just the huge resentment. The, the, the struggle that comes from that, and bitterness and resentment can never produce the life of God. So I want to release that spirit of righteousness, that angel of righteousness. And I believe attached to that angel of righteousness is forgiveness. Forgiveness, to live in the right way. And for sure Scotland has been sinned against. But forgive. Forgive that it might go well with you. And we have to ask ourselves the question, in voting yes to independence, will that be helping Scotland sort out the relationship and the unity between brethren, between Scotland and England? 
Will she be seeking to be united with them, reconciled? It could well be the case. Or staying together. Will she need to be committed to working it through? Because I just want to speak out that something has to change. I don't really believe it's a sort of yes to independence or just the same. I believe that the, what is coming out is the voice and the authority that says, give me freedom or I die. And that's a voice that needs to be listened to. So I believe that things need to change. But it's how that change comes about that we need to be asking the Lord. And it's a cry. It's a cry for freedom. You know, I've heard so many times the cry for, we can at least be in control. We can at least have our say. And it's the cry of a people who've been voiceless, that perception of being voiceless. But I want to just speak out the voice doesn't come through bitterness and resentment. The voice comes through crying out to the Lord. Who cares for you? It comes from turning your heart back to the Father. There's an incredible patriotic move, isn't there? That Even to the point maybe where some folk have seen to be unpatriotic if they're going to vote no. I think that's changing. But, but very patriotic. It's our turn to make Scotland great. And that's really good. But the way to do that is to be patriotic towards the Father in heaven. Turn your hearts towards him. Fix your eyes upon Jesus, who is the one who rules from the heavens over you. And he will release such a blessing. You know, just before coming up to speak, I tasted something of that unity. Oh, Scotland is so beautiful. The fragrance from Scotland is a united, healed up, beautiful nation is so beautiful. I want that, Jesus. We want that, Lord God. We want it, Lord. When I was praying, leading up to speaking this out the first time, I had a vision, a picture of Jesus sitting and staring intently over Scotland. Yeah, he was listening out to all of the debate as it was heating up and he was staring intently at it. And he was staring intently at it as the dross was coming up to the surface, like a refiner of silver. And I believe all of this process, the Lord is totally in it. He's turning up the heat in Scotland because she's transitioned. She's in a different place. He's turning the heat up. And I believe that in order for Scotland to be the blessing that he wants her to be, he has to deal with the dross. And so he's turning the heat up. He's using the referendum. And he's turning the heat up so that the dross can come to the surface. And we've seen a lot of it, haven't we? There's a lot of stuff. There's intimidation, the accusation, all the political spirit, the lies and statistics, the, even the racism, the sort of, well, if you're English, you would do that, or... We've seen all of that, and the bitterness, and the, all of that rubbish stuff come up to the surface. And I rejoice because I believe the Lord wants to scoop it away. 
because he's wanting Scotland to be a pure vessel of silver. I believe Scotland has that quality in her to be a vessel worthy, worthy of being used by the Lord to bring revival into the rest of the UK, to bring revival into Europe, to even impact the rest of the world. She is such an incredible nation that the people within her will take and run with what God has given them. But first, the Lord, I believe, will not allow her to run and release all of that stuff if it's mixed with dross. Because it says bitterness defiles. And so he needs to get rid of the dross in order for that not to defile the nations because he wants to bless them through Scotland. Proverbs 16.33 says, The lot is cast... But it's every decision is from the Lord. Sometimes I look at that scripture and I think, oh, it just means it doesn't really matter what we vote. <laughs> you know, we can cast our lot, but it's every decision comes from the Lord anyway. So, But I believe when the Lord gave me that scripture, what he was saying to me is he is calling us to pray. He's calling us who can go into the heavenlies to um, enter into the counsel of the Lord. He is calling us even to step into the heavens and to present the case because I believe that in the heavens, in the heavens there is no referendum. You know, God is not looking at people and how many people vote yet, you know, pray yes, do this God, and how many people vote no, God, don't, let, don't do it. He is not having a referendum in heaven, but he is having a court case. And he is asking his people in this. Every decision comes from the Lord. He's saying, work with me, guys. Present your case. Present the case for Scotland so that I can bring the decision that will release her into maximum blessing. And there's an urgency in God's heart for us, his people, to pray. To make representation in heaven. How do we do that? 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And I am hungry to see Scotland healed. I'm hungry to see the blessing that God has accrued and not been able to pour out into her, released in her and through her, to bless her and the nations. So how do we go about this? I was in a meeting recently and there were like posters up and one of the posters was, Dear God, um, let it be yes to independence. And uh, obviously it was a meeting put on by the yes folk. And, and I, I was just thinking, oh Lord, oh Lord. Again, it's not a referendum in heaven. And I have been so tempted at times to, you know, put my case and just say, this is what I think, God, so agree with me and do it. But when he says, if my people called by my name will humble themselves. And I have not prayed that sort of prayer because I believe that it's a bit presumptuous of me to think that my opinion uh, is the Lord's opinion. Because there are plenty of Christians who've sought the Lord and believe it that there should be no vote, a vote saying no, and plenty of Christians that believe there should be a vote saying 
yes. And who am I to say, ah, but I know what God really wants, so I'm just going to ask him to do what I have decided. And I call that presumption, I call that like carnal or soulish prayer. And the Lord is looking for a people who will go beyond that. A people who will humble themselves and say, Lord, we don't have all the wisdom, we don't even know what all of the truth and all of the facts are, but we present a case before you. So we have to humble ourselves and step into the heavens in that place of humility. One of the things the Lord said to me right back in putting this sort of stuff together was he said to me, come out and be separate. Come out and be ye separate. And for so many times, you know, people have used that for reasons why you, you shouldn't go to movies or you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't. He says, come out and be separate. But when he spoke that to my heart with reference to this, he says, come out, separate yourself from your passions, your desires, your nationality, your, separate yourself from all the things in the spirit realm that are swirling around there. It's so easy, isn't it, to get dragged into debate and, and for it just to have that political edge. You just want people to see your point of view and agree with you. And so you just put that extra pressure on. He says, come out and be separate. Do not partner with any other spirit but the Holy Spirit. So it's not a thing of come out and don't get engaged with any of that. It's saying, as you listen, as you join in, make sure that you come out in your spirit and separate from partnering. And it's been quite a challenge to, to ask questions in public debates, have discussions, stay in that place of honoring and humility. It, and, but that's what he's saying, come out and be separate. And then I believe it's come out and be separate because he can only use his people in that place where they are not presenting their cases as primarily a Scottish person or an English person or a pro-independence or against independence. They are coming out and representing the case as an ambassador of Christ. Because our allegiance is to Christ first. And he wants a people that can present the case in the heavens. Her people who are saying, I've walked in the land, Lord. And I come now as an ambassador, and I come to present my case before you and receive instruction from you that I might release back into the nation the things that you are decreeing and saying. So come out and be separate. And so we have to do that before we engage in the 2 Chronicles 7 prayer, before we humble ourselves and pray and seek his face. So the process, and I think tonight, I think we do that. That process, come out and be separate, then humble ourselves. And I want us even right now to present a case before the Lord. And the sort of things that, I'm, that I want us to go through is... The cry from our spirits for truth, humility, and righteousness. To live in us, to be released through us, and to move over the face of Scotland. And then there's the cry of our hearts to seek his face. It says, if my people will humble themselves 
and pray and seek my face. And that has to be the first cry of our spirit. Whatever we're going to present, it has to be, God, we just love you. We just want what you want. We just want you. We're not interested in any other outcome but you. And then it says, turn from your wicked ways. So let's confess the sin of our nation and the sin of the nations. And let's cry out for the Lord's forgiveness. And I just want to speak out over confessing the sins of the nation. That, For me, I confess the sin of arrogance, of indifference. It grieves my heart. Again, when I go and visit England and I listen, some of the sins there, it grieves my heart. But I bring that and I present my case before the Lord and I confess the sin of folk down south. That sense of superiority. That sense of Scotland is just a region of England really, isn't it? It's instead of honouring her as a nation and letting her be all that God has created her to be with freedom. And Father, I just confess those sins. And I confess the sins, Father, in Scotland. The sins of the bitterness, the resentment. In battling to be free, but battling in the wrong way. Instead of crying out to you, seeking to rise up. in that bitterness and hatred and resentment. And then we can ask the Lord for forgiveness to be released and healing to come. And then I, uh, for me, the last step is to honor the Lord because I, I've been presenting my case and I've just been saying to God, you know what's in my heart. You know what I carry. You know the walk I've walked. You know all about me, Lord God. You know even my opinions. And I present and confess the sins. But, oh Lord, I honor you by saying the decision is yours. You get to decide. And so, Lord, I leave my case with you. And I honor you, Lord, and I trust you to release the right judgment. And I just want to say that that right judgment is the right judgment according to his majesty, his purposes, his will. It's all about Jesus. And it's all about the advancement of his kingdom in Scotland, in the rest of the UK, in Europe, in the nations. And I want to invite you right now, I don't know if we've got music, but to just rise up and allow 
some of that cry from your heart to come. That cry for spiritual union. That cry that love restores. And I, that sweet taste of, of a healed up Scotland, that's what I want, Father. And tonight, I want us just to release the cry of our hearts for the beautiful healed up Scotland to be brought forth. As I tasted what she was like without the thorns around her, the Lord said to me, that's in heaven waiting. And I want you to pull it down. I want you to release it over this nation. And when I first came to Scotland, the Lord spoke to me that there's a covenant of death. There's a shroud of death over her, and I want to see that gone. I want to see that gone. And when I started asking questions and talking to people, the levels of sickness, and I thought, Jesus, I want that to be annulled. And he says, we are in such a time as this that that covenant with death can be annulled. That sickness and disease and all those high levels can be broken off of her. That she can be restored. So let's just worship the Lord for all that he has done, for all that he is. He's incredible God. And I believe that a season we've entered into when he says to us as his people, apply into heaven for the giants to come down. Because we're in such a time as this. That the giants will come down because there's the invitation to enter into the promised land. There's the invitation for Scotland to walk in freedom True freedom. And the word says that if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. So irrespective of what happens on September the 18th, it's only the Lord that is going to prosper. The nations that make up the UK. It's only the Lord that's going to prosper Scotland. And he's calling his people to rise up. And to enter into heaven and to partner with him so that the decision that he makes will be one that will cause prosperity to come. I want to thank you, Lord God, that we stand in your presence. I want to thank you that you are the healer. You're the restorer of all things. And Jesus, I want to invite you to ride forth victoriously. I want to invite you, Lord Jesus, to ride with truth, humility, and righteousness into the nation of Scotland. I want to invite you, Lord Jesus, to come and inspect the walls like Nehemiah did. Because you are the governor sent from heaven. You are the governor released with every provision, with the letters of heaven. You are released from heaven to restore the walls, the gates, the houses that make up the nation of Scotland. 
And Father, we decree restoration. And we invite you, Lord Jesus, to ride forth victoriously, to examine every part of this nation. Let the throne of heaven with the eyes around it be released over this nation, O God. We acknowledge your right to rule the nation of Scotland. We acknowledge that you are the only one who has the right to rule this nation. And we declare that every other must bow the knee to Jesus. I want to declare the walls broken and separations taken and pulled down between secular, spiritual, between what the the people of God are allowed to speak into what they're not allowed to speak into. I want to declare that Jesus Christ rules over every institution, every sphere of government, every sphere of family, education, business, everything. Everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. We want to declare that everything in this nation is spiritual and all things belong to the Lord. And Lord, I want to ask and present before you the reversal of that, um, the thistle and the, the wording around it. It says, my translation is, you hurt me, I punish you. And Father, I want to apply for a spirit of forgiveness and reconciliation. Jesus, I want to apply in this season. Oh for centuries of stuff to be overturned in the spirit for all the generational cursings that have come down father i ask that the blood of jesus would cover them there will be a spirit of reconciliation released lord i believe that you want this nation to turn around in revival and to be a nation that follows you and so father i ask that the brothers would dwell in unity with each other that your love would triumph. That you'd lead Scotland into repentance through your loving kindness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Wow. Holy. Holy God. I want to speak out. The dross will not determine the direction of Scotland. The dross is there to be scooped away so that the beauty of who she really is can shine forth. I just want to encourage you to open up your spirits and let a sound come. I, I just think the whole sound of healing, the sound of healing. Let's minister to the spirit and heart of Scotland tonight in the Lord's presence.
Father, we bless this nation. We bless this nation with the presence of the Lord ever increasing. We bless Scotland with a hope and a future. We bless this nation, Father, with a release of the fathering spirit. We bless this nation with a spirit of reconciliation. We bless this nation for the many years that she's fought for freedom to taste the freedom of heaven. And we just call her right now, taste and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Taste the freedom that comes from heaven. Ah. We bless Scotland to get intoxicated with the love of God. To get intoxicated with the freedom of heaven. To get filled with the fullness of the blessing of heaven. bless you Scotland to have the wounds of your soul healed and to have your spirit and your heart enlarged to receive the joy of the Lord the freedom of the spirit and the freedom to run to run with the Lord to take the gospel the, the message of the kingdom and run with it And we bless truth, humility, and righteousness to flourish in this land. We bless the word of God to flourish in this land. And we bless the sons and daughters to rise up. To rise up full of blessing. To rise up and take the incredible gift God has given you. To take from heaven what you see and release the blessing of God into the nations. That it may go well with your soul. Father, I want to release over Scotland that culture of blessing. That culture of honoring one another. Respecting one another, loving one another. That it may go well with your soul. Hmm. And Father, I bless all those in leadership who have the decisions of of deciding, implementing, going forward with this, we bless the government of this land. We bless them with wisdom from heaven. We bless them, Father, to govern with humility, with truth, and with righteousness at their side. And we bless you, Jesus, to come and take over. Hmm.